Welcome again, everyone, to Saturday Sangha. Jai Ho. <laughs> nice to see you all again. Uh, seeing some of you and some of you seeing your names. One of the conveniences of Zoom is that we can be present and not present simultaneously. <laughs> uh, so we're continuing our routine. We're going to read, sing Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song from Kalyana Kalpataru. Uh, we're going to read a verse from 
Srila Raghunath Das Goswami's Manashiksha. Um, we'll see if there's any show and tell. Uh, I have one small show and tell to make. Continue our Shastra discussion. And uh, within that Shastra discussion, yeah, we have, uh, we have at least one question already uh, from Soumya Karani, um, which is a whole bunch of questions <laughs> and about hermeneutics. So there we go. Um, and we'll see what happens. Let us not be too much attached to plans because other things can happen. Okay, uh, good. Shall we sing first or shall we do a manashiksha first? Decisions, decisions. I don't know. Let's sing. <clears throat> uh, this is verse number, song number three. Upadesha within Kalyana Kalpataru. Mana re, my dear mind. Tumi boro sandikta antar. First verse translation is, my dear mind, you are most suspicious and doubtful at heart. Having come into this material world and becoming conditioned within the prison cell of this dull material body, you have become stupefied by being attached continuously to temporary external matter. The word stupefied um, doesn't mean stupid. <laughs> uh, English uh, stupefied means becoming very dull, uh, very uh, something like stunned, but it's not like stunned in ecstasy. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, something like being dull. I think that's the word he uses here. Yeah, jara, jaradari. Uh, then the next verse, O mind, you are forgetting your own eternal home. And you are rendering faithful service to dull material lust. <laughs> rendering faithful service is a kind of ironic humor there. Thus, you cannot perceive anything beyond the gross inanimate objects which are directly contacted by your senses. Your true nature as pure spirit soul has become covered over 
and remains hidden inside your body. Bulia abakia dham. So bulia means forgetting, having forgotten, having forgotten your own home, your eternal home. Avakia dham. Shebi jaragata kam. Rendering faithful service to dull material lust. Jaragata. Uh, the, the way it's transliterated, jara gata, I believe that R um, would normally be transcribed as um, retroflex da, that is to say a, a D with a dot under it. So it would be jara. Jara, jara. It's kind of halfway between a D and an R. It's to pronounce jara, 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 gota. Literally gone dull, gone dead, or gone inanimate. And jara bina na deko apar. Thus, you cannot perceive deco, you cannot perceive anything beyond apar, uh, the gross inanimate objects, dara, jara. <clears throat> Tomar tumitva, tumitva. Um, let's see. That's an interesting expression. Your true nature. <laughs> I guess it's literally your you-ness. Your, your being yourself. Very Sanskritic. Your you-ness. You uh, as pure spirit soul has become covered over, remains hidden by your body. Acharita, covered. That would be a long A. Acharita, hojetini, lupta prai, mainly covered, deher bitor. Bitara means within, inside. So inside of the body, deher bitor, lupta prai, mainly hidden. Third verse, dear mind, according to your materialistic knowledge and feeble enlightenment, feeble, feeble means very weak, you always meditate on so-called scientific subject matters, but all of that is simply limited to all the moving and non-moving things which are confined within the jurisdiction of this temporarily created universe. That's quite some translation. Tumito jariya gyan. So again, jada and then jariya related to or of the nature of jada gyan. Your knowledge of the dull world 
sada kori te chodyan, on which you are always meditating, tahe srishti koro koroha charachar. Charachar means moving and non-moving. And uh, srishti means creation. Um, yeah, you're just meditating on the creation, the material creation of uh, moving and non-moving beings. E dukkha kohibo kore. To whom shall I, oh, is that it? Yeah, to whom shall I tell the story of my anguish? Nitya pati parihari, having forgotten the Lord. I have abandoned my, I, my eternal father. Okay, that's nitya uh, pati parihari. And the little apostrophe after parihari indicates that it would be parihariya, which is the gerund. So parihariya would mean thoroughly rejected, thoroughly turned away from. Nityapati, my eternal Lord, or your eternal Lord, he's speaking to the mind. E dukkha kohibo kore. This suffering, this misery, <clears throat> kahibo, who will I speak it to? Tucha tatve korile nirbhar. Tucha tatva. An insignificant reality um, near bar. Uh, I don't know what that's referring to. Then the fourth verse, my dear mind, you're not seeing the truth of the nature of the soul. And thus you have given up the natural pure goodness of your heart. Nahi deko atmatatva, atmatatva, the nature of the self, chari dile shuddha sattva. So you've given up chari, uh, natural pure goodness of your heart, shuddha sattva, atma hote, which means hoite, nile abhasar. You have put a stop to all spiritual activity. by taking yourself far away from the soul. Atma ache ki na ache. Oh, this is interesting. Sandeha tomar kache. You always maintain the doubt. Does the soul exist or not? Atma ache. The self exists. Ki na ache. Atma kina ache or does not exist. Sandeha, this doubt, tomarkache uh, is literally in your proximity. 
krame krame pailo adar. You gradually, krame krame, become more and more fond of such doubting. Pailo, you've gained, I don't know, adar, attachment or something to that kind of sandeha, doubting. Um, yeah, you've, you've become a professional skeptic. E rupe krame krame pariya jarir brahme apana apani ole par. My dear mind, in this way, you are falling into the illusory mistakes of the insensitive world of matter. Krame krame, you are gradually pariya. Uh, I think means falling, jarer of the dull, dull material world, brahme. Um, brahme means mistake, it means wandering, um, like that. So, up on up. Thus, your own real self has become transformed into an entirely different false personality. So para means other. Upan um, upani, you yourself or your your own self. I would say your own self. Upan means like your own. Upani. Hoilo par, it's become something else. You're not being yourself. Uh, now, just take heed of my advice. Ebe kota rakomor. Dear friend, and don't cheat your own soul in this way any longer. Nahi hao atmachor. Don't be a thief. <laughs> don't become uh, a thief of the self, literally. Don't don't cheat yourself. Um, but from now on, please keep yourself in the company of the devotees of the Lord. Sadhu, shong, shad, I should say in Bangla Basha, shad, shadu, shongo, koro, I think that's koroha, ata par, ataha, therefore, um, perhaps. Koroha, do it. Sharushanga, uh, be in their association of sadhus. And finally, by the power of the Vaishnavas, compassion, Vaishnava Kripa Bole. Bole is power, uh, strength. Then all of your doubts will be long gone. Sandeha Jayibe Chale. Uh, they will they will go the sandeha doubts will will go far away tumi punahoyibe tomar and your soul will become yours once again 
again, he's speaking to the mind. Your mind, oh mind, your soul. Again, Hoibe Tomar will be yours. Yours, your soul will belong to you again. Mm. You will attain the transcendental abode of Vrindavan, Pabe means Paibe. Uh, you will attain Vrindavan Dham. Shebibe, you will serve. Who will you serve? Shri Radha Shyam. Pulakashrumoy Kalebar and your your Kalebara, your body, uh, will become Pulak Ashru Moy. It's going to become ecstatic. Uh, your hair standing on end, Pulaka, and you will, tears will flow. Moy, Maya, uh, not Maya, but Maya, constituted of these ecstatic symptoms. Bhakti Vinodir Dhan Radha Krishna Shi Charon Taherati Rahum Nirantar. Um, there you will wait upon Radha Sham in your eternal spiritual body. We said we had that Shavi Beshi Radha Sham Pulakashramoy Kalevar. Uh, which abounds in ecstatic shivering and torrents of joyful tears. Thus, the real wealth, dhana, of Bhaktivinoda is to keep continuous, <clears throat> intense absorption in the beautiful lotus feet of Sri Radha Krishna. Taherati. Rahun, keeping uh, Nirantar constantly, uh, keeping what constantly? Rati, attachment uh, to what? Radha Krishna Shi Charana, the lotus feet of Radha Krishna. So that's nice. It, it starts out a kind of preaching to the mind uh, that you're you're completely absorbed in material uh, preoccupation, and it ends in ecstasy, <laughs> full absorption in Radha and Krishna. So that's quite a big jump in one song. All right, let's see. What we have, Manare. Manare. To me, Boro Sandigta Antar. Manare. To me, Boro Sandigta Antar. Asiyacho Eshamsare Badhahoje Jorodare Asiyacho Eshamsare 
बधा हो जे जोड़ा ढाढ़े जारा शक्ता होइले निरंता जारा शक्ता होले निरंता बोलिया आबाकी यादाम से भी जरा गाता काम बोलिया आबाकी यादाम से भी जरा गाता काम जरबीना ना देखो आपा जरबीना ना देखो आपा तोमा तुमित्र चिनी अचादिता हो जे तीनी तोमा तुमित्वा जीनी अचादिता हो जे तीनी लुप्ता प्राय देहे बीतो लुप्ता प्राय तेरे भीतो तुमितो सदा कोरी तेचो दाना तुमितो जदिया ज्ञान सदा कोरी तेचो दाना ताहे सुस्ती कोरु चारा ताहे सुस्ती कोरु चारा ชาเอตุกะขอฮีโบคาเรนิตยาภัตติภารีหารีเอตุกะขอฮีโบคาเรนิตยาภัตติภารี Hari, tucha tatve kori le nirva. Tucha tatve kori le nirva.
আত্মাহতে আত্মাহতে নীলে আত্মা আছে কি না আছে সন্দেহ খাচ্ছে আত্মা আছে ক্ষীর না আছে সন্দেহ মারা খাচ্ছে ক্রমে ক্রমে পাইল ক্রমে ক্রমে হইল এ রূপে ক্রমে ক্রমে হরিয়া চরে ভ্রমে এ রূপে ক্রমে ক্রমে হরিয়া চরে ভ্রমে আপন আপনি হলে আপন আপনি হলে এবে কথা রাখো মহি সাধু সঙ্গা সাধু সঙ্গে কৃপা বলে সন্দেহ যাইবে চলে বৈষ্ণবে কৃপা বলে সন্দেহ যাইবে চলে তুমি পুনা হইবে তো মা
Tumi puna hoibe toma Pabe brinda bana da Shevi be shi radha Pabe brinda bana da Shevi be shi radha Pulakashu moi kale Pulakashu moi kale Bhakti binode dhan Radha Krishna Shri Charana Bhakti Binode Dhan Radha Krishna Shri Charana Taherati Rahu Niran Taherati Rahun Niranta Hade Krishna, Hade Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hade Hade, Hare Hade Rama Rama Hade Hade Hare Krishna Hade Krishna 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 Hade Hare Hare Rama Hade Rama Rama Hade Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hade Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama Ram Ram Hare everyone Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama Rama, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, 
Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Haribo, Haribo, Gore Haribo, Nitaiko, Haribo, 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 Gore Haribo. Yes, so, yeah, I think I already kind of discussed the song before we sang, so I won't continue with that. I want to Continuing, I want to continue with uh, addressing the mind, though, this time with uh, the help of Srila Raghunath Das Goswami. In verse number three of his 12 verses, Mana Shiksha, his instruction to the mind. Yadichirabhasam rajabhuvisaragam Pratijanun Yuvadvandvam Tad. Sarupam Shri Rupam Saganami Hatasya Grajamapi Sputang Premna Nityam Smaranamatada Tvang Srinumana. Listen, O mind. If you desire, in every birth, to reside in the land of Raja with loving attachment and to serve the youthful couple of Shishi Radha Krishna in close proximity. Uh, then clearly remember and offer obeisance to Sri Swarupa, to Sri Rupa, and his associates in Vrindavan, and to Sri Rupa's elder brother, Sri Sanatan. So the form of this uh, of this verse is, if if X then do. Why? If you want X, then do Y. So what is it you want? If you want, yadi, he's not saying you have to want, but if you want, if you want uh, to reside in Raja, engaged in loving devotion, to Yuvadvanva, the pair, uh, the, the divine 
Yeah, the youthful couple, yuva. Yes, yuva means youthful. The, you, the youthful two, the youthful, t uh, <laughs> the youthful two, uh, the pair, the youthful pair. <clears throat> if you want to be with them, paricharitum, uh, in order to serve them um, fully or in a in a comprehensive way, because pari Pari has that sense of around paricharitum to engage in service uh, thoroughly. Um, arat while staying nearby. Abhilashe, if this is yadi abhilashe, if this is your desire, tada, then what to do? Then comes the answer. If you want this, then do that. What should you do? Sarupam shirupam saganam. So sarupa damodar and rupa goswami saganam with his associates. Uh, iha, here where we are in the present. Tasya agrajam and his his Tasya Agraja, his elder brother, who is Sanatan Goswami, Api also, uh, Sputam, mm, Prem Nityam, Smara. The key word is Smara, and uh, the word Smara is in the imperative form. It's, a, it's an instruction. Remember. Um, so it's uh, it's a command. Smara nama tada tada then tam shrinumanam. Oh, uh, listen, O oh mind. So it's uh, inviting us to enter into Vrindavan via uh, the association of the Vrindavan Goswamis. And it's interesting, uh, I've just been reading or rereading uh, the very beginning of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu looking at Jiva Goswami's commentary. And it's interesting, Rupa Goswami refers, uh, to, according to Jiva Goswami, um, he ref sorry, Rupa Goswami refers to Sanatan Goswami in one of his first prayers. I think it's the thir third verse. Um, and he is, according to Jiva Goswami, referring to him as Nija Guru as his own uh, guru. He sees Sanatan Goswami as his guru. Uh, and so we can remember Rupa and Sanatan and the other Goswamis of Vrindavan. And uh, we're invited to also remember Swarupa.
a Damodar who was uh, living in Braja, uh, sorry, in Puri uh, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was one of the very, very, very close associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Raghunath Das is saying, you want to enter into that service of um, Braja Leela, uh, here is the way you go. And it involves memory. And it's interesting to think about memory, how memory works. A few days ago, I was remembering a friend from high school. And what particularly struck me was that I could immediately remember the sound of his voice. And I think you can all have this experience. You can think of someone that you haven't seen in many, many years. Um, and you'll remember their voice. You'll remember the sound of their voice. It's very interesting, I think, how, how that memory works. Anyway, Hare Krishna. So... <laughs> Yes, again, welcome to all of you. And uh, in particular, this time, we have some new faces. We have from Brazil, I believe, uh, Pradyumna and Vishaka, Pradyumna Prabhu and Vishaka Devi. Welcome to you. And, uh, um, and I see Narayani is with us also from Brazil. Hare Krishna Narayani. <laughs> Welcome. And uh, I see Sinisha, and I'm not sure I know Sinisha. Do I know Sinisha? Mystery, he doesn't want to tell us who he is. That's all right. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. <laughs> I stay in Germany, but I come from Croatia. Uh-huh. Okay. Where where in Germany? Uh, in the town called Rhine. Rhine. Rhine, that is in Westfalen. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to you. Thank you. And uh, Pradyumna and Vishaka, where are you in Brazil? Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. We are from Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Yes. Okay. Uh, the big wild city of Sao Paulo. <laughs> okay. So um, I think now we can just see if anyone has something to share. Any, any any little thing you want to share, news or thoughts of something or the other that you feel would be good to share for yourself or for anyone else. Everyone's being a little shy, I think. How can we overcome this shyness? 
<laughs> Maybe we have to have a seminar overcoming shyness. Or maybe you're all just so completely absorbed in, oh, Deva Shiranika, you have your hand up. Hare Krishna, I please accept my humble obeisance. All glories to the assembled Vaishnavas. I'm sorry to interject, but I did feel inspired to share something. Mm -hmm. um, few days ago, I was uh, hearing this because this came up with uh, the ending of the song, which talks about Rati, a soft heart, um, Rati, which is attachment to Shri Shri Radha and Krishna. And uh, I could recollect how uh, once I also read in the Madhya Leela of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, how a soft heart is very conducive to develop Rati. And then chanting of the holy name can help us clearing this mirror of our heart, etc. And a few days ago, I was, I was listening to this Harinam Chintamani audiobook from the translation, the translation from His Holiness Banu of Swami. And in that, uh, because Srila Haridas Thakur describes the various offenses, um, and it's a conversation between Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Haridas Thakur. And then while hearing it, I just had this thought and I wanted to share it that. Um, Perhaps it, I, I hope it is a correct way of thinking about it. And the fact that very often we, we do strive as when we are trying to be Krishna conscious to chant offenselessly. And then I thought that the way Srila Haridas Thakur describes offenseless chanting, this offenseless chanting is not just about the two hours when we are chanting, but it's just our whole way of being and it spreads throughout our whole day to avoid offenses. And because if we look deeper into um, the offenses and what they mean, the offenses to the holy name, that really means that, yeah, it just, it, it, it's not just when we are chanting, we have to be attentive and we have to not commit sinful activities on the strength of the holy name, etc. cetera. Or, um, but it's just about our whole being, our, like each day, every moment, the way we are, the way we think, the way we behave determines whether or not we are offenselessly or offensively chanting. So I don't know if it's the correct way of thinking about this, but it's just hearing this, I, it just kind of dawned on me and I felt like, wow, this is so deep, these um, um, topics. This is just something I wanted to share. Thank you. Thank you. Now, all this time I was thinking I could be um, completely offensive 22 hours of the day and then just two hours of the day I can uh, stop being offensive. But you're saying no. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that's not right. <laughs> yes, no, it's, it's good that we are uh, alerted to this point because we may think it may be because uh, we have a tendency to mm, I think it's a result of modern industrial life where uh, we sort of partition our lives in different ways. We have our work and our off work and uh, so on. 
Um, and so we, there's a, a, a temptation to think, okay, so I can just be uh, sort of um, off my guard um, when I'm not chanting, but when I'm chanting, then I will be on, on my guard. But that's actually not the case. It's devotional service 24-7, isn't it? That's kind of scary, isn't it? 24-7, oh my God. <laughs> Don't I get any time off? <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, I think Avaduta Rai may, maybe was next. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. Hare Krishna. Mataji was uh, mentioning about chanting, and uh, it came into my mind <laughs> last week. I just read an interesting uh, quote by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. I would like to tell what he said, and I have a question also. <laughs> mm. uh, he explained that. Um, there are two most heavy offenses among the ten offenses. That's the Vaishnava Parad and the committing offense on the strength of the holy name. Mm -hmm. And uh, one can become purified by these two, from these two offenses, uh, const by constantly chanting the holy name, and the person will also have to suffer the consequences of the offenses. And the rest of the eight offenses, the person will become purified by constantly chanting, but uh, the person will not have to suffer <laughs> the consequences. Uh, so this was interesting for me about mm -hmm. suffering. And my question would be, if you could kindly explain, please, the Guru Aparad is one of those eight other offenses and uh, it seems also <laughs> to me a heavy offense, but still one doesn't have to suffer like for the uh, first two, the Vaishnava Parad and the, and the chanting on the, the committing offense on the strength of the Holy Name. So I don't know if you could explain a little, about, little bit about this. Uh, hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if Bhaktivinoda Thakur gives himself explanation of that somewhere. It's very possible in Jaiva Dharma that he explains. Um, but he may be uh, giving a distinction of degree, not necessarily um, suffering, not suffering, but more a matter of degree. Uh, but the question may then still be there. Wouldn't that be very serious to neglect the order of the guru? Um, I mean, all of the offenses we can say, um, I would say all of the offenses are matters of degree. Each, each one of them you could take in a milder way or a more serious way. Uh, from quite unintentional to quite intentional. I think it would be, that would be the essential 
uh, factor of uh, seriousness. And so certainly it would be a very serious offense uh, to intentionally not just ignore, but to uh, go against uh, the order of, of Guru. Guru Avagnya is the Sanskrit. Uh, and, and certainly suffering would be there if in no other way that one would be guaranteeing one's continual conditioned life. And that means suffering. So one way or another, there's going to be suffering if there's, um, unless, unless and until we come to um, f freedom from material existence, isn't it? But uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur makes such distinctions sometimes in order to emphasize something. In this case, he wants to emphasize uh, the the first and the seventh aparads as especially problematic, and we could say that the th the third offense, um, guru avagnya, would be then uh, an aspect of or a type of the first offense. Um, disrespecting the Vaishnavas because presumably the guru is a Vaishnava. Uh, and then the seventh offense is committing sinful activity. Well, um, it's a sinful activity. The guru is giving order to not do sinful activity. So if we're neglecting that order, we're doing sinful activity, which means we're uh, suffering for that. That's how I would explain it. If I had to. <laughs> Is that okay? Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay. Then we have Dira Lalita has her hand up. Hare Krishna. Um, I was just uh, thinking, I just uh, thought of something that I've read a long, long time ago um, about uh, one Christian monk. And it's also related to remembering um, in order to be in Raja and serve Sri Sri Radha in this month of Shiksha third verse that you uh, thought on today um, that uh, we should remember Goswami and Svayadamdo it was associated with Chaitanya and with, it, funny enough and also <laughs> the um, um, how to this this Father Lawrence, um, it's I think it's I, I can't even remember that it was a long time ago. I got this book from some Abbey um, church, a uh, secondhand small one, and I just sat there and read it. And he said that um, 
he was a monk um, all of his life and his services was there to cook for others. And he said that um, sometime when he was 80 years old, he wrote um, some of his thoughts. Um, and he said, it was just say the ending. Uh, he said that uh, how to uh, be aware of the Lord, of the presence of the Lord in one's life in every second. And he says his, his personal experience is that um, no matter how much um, intensely it, he felt the presence of the Lord, um, that much intensely he was trying to serve him uh, in many different ways by serving other people, by, by being there for other people, telling other people about God. Um, he would get very frustrated by saying, you know, no, I can't take this anymore because you're always giving more. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't you get it? I'm your servant. You're not my servant. <laughs> so it, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's sort of a proof that if one practices, I mean, for me personally, uh, if one practices um, um, and spiritual practice as we do, uh, chanting the holy name without offenses, then I, I believe that I can feel the Lord in every second of my life. Um, and I wish I could feel this frustrated that I'm giving everything that I could, but the Lord always gives more. <laughs> so, so he was he was going, oh, no, 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 don't do anything for me. I'm doing this for you. Don't do anything for me. But he could always <laughs> feel this... Uh, mega reciprocation that, that that's one thing that i wanted to share today and also um i got a new tulsi plant today from one devotee and i'm very, very happy about it i had one big tulsi plant for eight years and then we went traveling around india for half a year and then she left her body so this is a new <laughs> new tulsi and i'm very happy about it very good, very good. Yes. Yes, that would be a good kind of frustration to feel that the Lord is giving giving too much uh, too much blessing and we just want to serve the Lord. That's and speaking of Tulsi Tulsi plants here and since recently we have a little greenhouse for them. Um, and since they've been in the greenhouse, they've been going completely, we say in English, bonkers. They've been growing um, manjaris that are like this long, but full. they're just completely full of manjaris now. Wow, that's, yeah. that's so nice. And I'm also planning to have a greenhouse to emerge. Ah, okay. Michael. Hopefully, in two years' time, I'll be able to realize that <laughs> by your blessings and blessings. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, a little show and tell for me. When I got back uh, from New Shantipur, there were two packages waiting for me, uh, both of them books. Uh, the first one um, is a novel. 
written by His Holiness Sri Dayananda Goswami. Uh, he's been, I don't know how long he's been writing this novel. <laughs> I just remember years ago he said he's writing a novel. And now and then one would ask, so how's it going with your novel? He would say, yeah, it's coming. And after some time, we kind of gave up asking. And now here it is. And it's, it's good. It's, uh, we say in English, it's a page turner. Um, it's a story about a, a young boy, a teenager, who grows up in a very wealthy family in West Virginia in the US. And then all kinds of misfortunes happen, happen in his family, uh, beginning with the murder of his father. And then everything spirals down from there. Um, at one point he receives a book as a gift from his mother, uh, which is called The First Avatar. And it's about Krishna. And he finds himself so fascinated by the book that he uh, at one point finds himself inside the world of what is being described in that book. Um, and, uh, and then he comes back and yeah, it's kind of one adventure after another, but it's quite, I think it's, um, it's a kind of, um, in German, they say Bild Bildungsroman. It's a, it's a novel about education, about how someone grows up. Um, and of course it's, uh, introducing Krishna consciousness in a very interesting way. And the other book I got, I was quite surprised and happy to receive, uh, arranged by Ananda Leela and Gorachandra, <laughs> uh, is I'll Build You a Temple, the, uh, the Juhu Story, by His Holiness Giriraj Swami. And... Uh, this has been, well, he's been working on this for some years. I don't know exactly how long, but I know he's been working carefully on it. He's also had help with research. I remember uh, Narutam Das Thakur Prabhu, he said, oh, Maharaj has me doing research for him. I have to go to the Mumbai Library <laughs> to learn some history, how things, what was happening when Prabhupada was present in Mumbai, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I have to also, um, I don't know, confess that re reading Ridainanda Maharaj's novel, I'm approaching halfway through it now. Um, I started thinking, gosh, maybe I should write, write a novel. <laughs> and then I started having a couple of ideas. 
um, but I won't tell you what they are. Maybe later, um, or we'll see. I, I have to see if the idea sticks any longer than one week. Next week, I might say, ah, what, write a novel? Forget it. I don't know. We'll see. Well, speaking of novel writing, uh, here we have the novelist Hiranya Pandit and Mamata Mahi. Oh, he's talking about 24-7 service. Doesn't mean sleepless life, right? <laughs> Sleeping is also service. I hope so. <laughs> to Krishna, because our bodies belong to him, and by sleeping we take care of and heal the body and let the brain and mind rest as well. Yes, for sure. Without sufficient sleep and rest, there's a risk of physical or mental burnout. This applies. Definitely. Yeah, rest is um, very essential. It's, um, yeah, I was just reading another book about the chakras, the, um, where she expresses that rest or sleep is a way in which the body kind of retunes itself. It gets the, um, the, the vibrations, the various uh, frequencies that are vibrating in the body to kind of re, retune themselves to function properly. Sounds good anyway. Someone asked Srila Prabhupada about the chakras once and he answered, Chakras? No chakras. We are not this body. <laughs> um, but I, I find that um, I find it helpful to, for thinking how to deal with the body to think about the chakras, uh, which Mamata um, Mayi, also known as Padma Manjari, knows a lot about, I believe. Okay, uh, I'm rambling now. Let's see now. Well, there's there are more things in the chat, and I would want to respond to those, but what I'm thinking is let's now go straight into our Chaitanya Charitamrita discussion and uh, take it for some time, and then let's see, maybe. very slowly, and uh, in, in our Chaitanya Charitamrita. And uh, I would say for good reason, we have a considerable subject to discuss. And within this, we do want to get to some Karani's questions about hermeneutics. Um, but first, let's go to verse number, I believe it's 128 of chapter 7, Adi Lila. And for that, let's see if we can share the screen. Share screen. Okay. Whoops. Um, are you able to see uh, the Chaitanya Charitamrita there? 
because I don't see it on mine. No, you don't see. Okay, the problem is because I'm using two screens. I think what I have to do is turn one of them off. And yes, that works. Maybe you can see now. Right, um, and I have to move this out of the way. So, so the subject today, the broader subject, as most of you know, is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu speaking with Prakash Ananda Saraswati and friends, his sannyas followers, um, discussing Vedanta. And he is speaking quite straightforwardly on uh, be, being critical of Shankaracharya, often referred to as Adi Shankara. Critical, but at the same time, he says Shankaracharya was simply following orders. He was um, fulfilling a purpose, a mission of the Lord, and therefore he's not at fault. He's made that clear. Um, he's given some uh, points about interpretation, hermeneutics, in previous verses, particularly about uh, the notion of vivarta, uh, which is generally taken to mean illusion. And it seems that Shankara and his followers put a lot of weight on this idea. Um, Oops. Um, I think you have your microphone on, Gorachandra. So sorry. That's okay. And um, yeah, Vivartavada, which is, uh, according to Shankara, it's uh, seeing that um, our sense of mm, individuality, our sense of being individual beings, even the notion of there being uh, an Ishvara is ultimately an illusion. So he wants to cancel all of that in order to preserve the unity of Brahman. And the Vaishnavas are protesting fiercely against that because uh, they say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his followers say, no, we need to recognize that Brahman has shaktis, has energies, and it's these energies that change. It's not Brahman itself. Okay, uh, and then he gave an example, and the example was Chintamani, and we talked about that last time, where the... Um, the illustration is meant to show that from something we're familiar with, which unfortunately we're not familiar with, but uh, what has been come to be translated as touchstone, which is used in testing gold, is said to be something when you touch anything to that stone, that object turns to gold, but itself does not change. Um, so that's one example to show that 
Brahman does not change when the energies of Brahman are changing. Okay, fair enough. Even if we're not familiar with the example, uh, the analogy. Um, so then we're going on now to, or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu shifts the attention now with verse 128 to the subject of um, Mahavakya. What constitutes a Mahavakya? Pranava se Mahavakya Vedera Nidan Ishvara Sharupa Pranav Sarva Vishvadham. The Vedic sound vibration, Omkara. The principal word in the Vedic literatures is the basis of all Vedic vibrations. Therefore, one should accept Omkara as the sound representation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the reservoir of the cosmic manifestation. There's a fairly long purport to this verse. Um, maybe some of you read it um, as homework, so to say. And I'll just uh, point to a couple of things from it. Um, let's see, I've made a couple of notes here. It's interesting, Prabhupada quotes this verse from the eighth chapter of Bhagavad Gita twice. Uh, the first time he doesn't directly translate it, but then the second time he does. And before he does the second time, he uh, has some fun at the expense of the Mayavadis. Uh, he says, sometimes we refer to the Vedanti philosophers as Vedantis, those who have no teeth. V means without and danti means possessing teeth. <laughs> the statements of the Shankara philosophy, which are the teeth of the Mayavadi philosopher, are always broken by the strong arguments of Vaishnava philosophers, such as the great Acharyas, especially Ramanuja Acharya. It's interesting, he uh, gives the credit here to Ramanuja Acharya. Uh, then he says, Sripad Ramanuja Acharya and Madhvacharya break the teeth of the Mayavadi philosophers. Who can therefore be called Vedantis, toothless? <laughs> and then he quotes and he gives the translation of the verse. After being situated in this yoga practice and vibrating the sacred syllable Om, the supreme combination of letters, if one thinks of the supreme personality of Godhead and quits his body, he will certainly reach the spiritual planets. Sayati paramangatim. Yaprayati tyajan deham. Tyajan deham. 
giving up its present um, participle. Uh, om iti, the iti is like a quotation marks. So quotation marks around the word om. Eka aksharam. Um, an akshara, one meaning of akshara is syllable. Uh, so this one syllable. Mm. Brahma Vyaharan, Mam Anusmaran, who is um, pronouncing Vyaharan, Anusmaran, remembering me. So this is interesting. Now, someone might say, well, okay, Bhagavad Gita is such an important uh, Shastra. Why is it that Krishna does not tell us in Bhagavad Gita to chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> Why doesn't he just come out and say, chant Hare Krishna? One reason is because uh, the Bhagavad Gita is, in an important sense, belonging to the Upanishads. It's sometimes called Gita Upanishad. And looking at the Bhagavad Gita as an Upanishad, uh, it is, so to say, from that angle of vision, it's emphasizing what, uh, what the Upanishads emphasize, namely realization of Brahman. But at the same time, is to realize the personality of Brahman, the personality of uh, the Absolute, that the Absolute is a person. And that is hinted in the Bhagavad Gita, um, or it's hinted in the Bhagavad Gita in this verse uh, through this equation, or an equation is being hinted in this verse, in the first line, eka aksharam brahma vyaharan uh, mam anusmaran. One is to chant the, the syllable om, remembering me. Anusmaran means ongoing, remembering on in an ongoing way, constantly or uh, perpetually ongoing like that. And so he's, Krishna is kind of holding himself on the side of the tone of the Upanishads. And at the same time, he's introducing himself. He's um, step by step, and this is chapter eight. So chapter nine, it's going to become even more Krishna will become more central. Chapter 10, he becomes even more central. Chapter 11, whew, he makes this incredible uh, demonstration of his virat rupa, and uh, it kind of, that demonstration throws Arjuna um, off of his feet, so to say. 
So, and Prabhupada in this purport is speaking about uh, the importance. He goes on with more references in the Gita. Um, yeah. Pita hamasya jagato mata data pitamaha vedyam pavitram omkara rik sama yajur eva cha. I'm the father of this universe, the mother, support, grandsire, object of knowledge, uh, purifier, and the syllable Om. So there he's being quite explicit uh, of equating, identifying himself with the syllable Om. Um, and, and this is in some sense, we can say this is a kind of uh, tactic uh, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is taking. Why, why does he need a tactic? Well, uh, Prakashananda and his followers are very much attached to the Upanishads because they are the authority for, for Vedanta. If you want to talk Vedanta, you have to quote Upanishads. You also quote Bhagavad Gita. You also quote Vedanta Sutras. These three sources are authorized. They're bona fide. Um, and in the Upanishads, there are references to the syllable Om as being very important. And here I, I looked up in my book of Upanishads, this is translation, the early Upanishads, uh, which includes on the left side of each page on the Devanagari, the Sanskrit, and then translation on the right. This has all been done uh, by Professor Patrick Ovelle at uh, University of Austin in Texas, in the US. Um, a very nice man, a very dedicated person. I've met him at a conference, um, a jolly fellow, I must say also, he likes, he likes to joke. <laughs> uh, but he's, he, he, is the, he is the present day authority for, I won't say the, but he's one of, he's a very prominent authority on the Upanishads and also on Dharma Shastra. He's translated Dharma Shastras and, um, and um, other things. So in his translation, we have the Mandukya Upanishad, uh, which is even shorter than the Isha Upanishad. Most of the Upanishads are longer, some of them much, much, much longer. And the Mandukya Upanishad is, uh, seems to be the shortest. And one thing it talks about is the syllable Om. Uh, and just to give you a little flavor of this, it says in the very first uh, phrase, Om Itye Tat Aksharam Idam Sarvam. This whole world is that syllable, Om. 
And then, he's, and then it says, here is a further explanation of it. The past, the present, and the future, all that is simply Om. And whatever else that is beyond the three times, that also is simply Om. Sarvam Omkara Eva. Yacha Anyat Trikala Tita. Tat Api Omkara Eva. That is also Omkara. For this Brahman is the whole. Brahman is this self, Atman. That Brahman is this self, Atman, consisting of four quarters. And then it goes on to elaborate on each of the four, what it calls quarters, Vaishvanara, Taijasa, Pragna, um, and the fourth quarter. It doesn't give a name for it here, just fourth quarter. And how these are all also Om. Uh, and then, then, he says, Om is this very self, Atman, whereas with respect to, oh, and then he starts, then he analyzes the different elements of uh, this Akshara Om. Uh, he, he breaks it down into A, U, and M, and explains how these represent these three quarters uh, of the universal one, sorry, of, mm, of the self, the four quarters of the self. What does that mean? Um, and then there's a fourth, which he says is without constituent phonemes. A phoneme is a sound. So, ah, uh, amatra, Amatrascha to uh, Arta Avyavaharya Prapanchopashamaha Shivaha Advaitaha. Um, the fourth, on the other hand, is without constituent phonemes beyond the reach of ordinary transaction. Ekam Omkara. Atma Eva. Accordingly, um, the very self is Om. Uh, then anyone who knows this enters the self by himself. Uh, what is it? Sangvishatyatmanatmanam. Ya evam veda. A lot of Upanishads end with this. Ya evam veda. Uh, that person who, who knows this, he knows. So the point here is, what's the point? The point is that now Lord Chaitanya is kind of backing up and he's saying, okay, you want your oneness, right? Brahman is one, yes. We're all for this oneness, that's great. Um, but um, 
where do we experience that uh, in the Vedic literature most immediately? He's saying we experience it most immediately, most we want, might want to say viscerally, um, with this sound om, omkara. The kara means um, syllable also, um, or word. And sometimes we see pranava, pran, pranava, pranava omkara. And uh, I wanted to share something about that too, because why does it some, sometimes say pranava and sometimes om and sometimes omkara? So I did a little bit of looking in the Sanskrit dictionary and uh, pranava, I was sent to pranu, um, uh, retroflex na, pranu. And pranu, because like you have sadhu, um, in the plural, sadhu becomes sadhava. Manu becomes manava. So pranu becomes pranava. But pranu, the singular, what does it mean? According to uh, the dictionary of Monir, Monir Williams, it means literally to roar, to bellow. Bellow is um, sometimes the word is used for an ox or a bull. When a bull makes a loud mooing sound, that's bellowing. To sound, to reverberate. And then pranu, pranauti means to make a humming or droning sound, especially to utter the syllable om. So the activity of pronouncing the syllable om, that is pranava. It seems that's the uh, that's what it comes from. Although pranava uh, becomes uh, a kind of noun from the verb. Anyway, I thought that's interesting. You're probably thinking not so interesting. <laughs> okay, but. Now, what's going to happen? Now I'm going to jump past. Oh, um, briefly, one more thing from the purport. Prabhupada quotes, um, and he doesn't give the source for this. A kareno chate Krishna sarvalokaika nayaka u kareno chate radha makaro jiva vachaka. Omkara is a combination of the letters A, U, and M. So that's there in the Mandukya Upanishad. Akarena um, Uchate Krishna, the letter A, Akara, refers to Krishna, who is Sarvaloka Eka Nayaka, the master of all living entities and planets, material and spiritual. Nayaka means leader, um, it also means performer, actor. He is the supreme leader, Nitya Nityanam, Chetanas Chetananam, and then that's Katupanishad. The letter U, 
Ukara indicates Shimati Radharani, the pleasure potency of Krishna, and Ma Kara indicates the living entities, Jivas. Thus, Om is the complete combination of Krishna, his potency, and his eternal servitors. In other words, Omkara represents Krishna, his name, fame, pastimes, anturaj, expansions, devotees, potencies, and everything else pertaining to him. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu states in the present verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sarva Vishva Dhamma, Omkara is the resting place, Dhamma, of everything, Vishva, Sarva Vishva, just as Krishna is the resting place of everything, Brahmanohi Pratishtaham. So what he's doing is he's he's kind of backing up and saying, okay, let's take this own as the uh, as the expression of the unity, the unity of Brahman, which means the unity of uh, the absolute truth. And then what does he say? Sarvasroy Ishvare Pranava Udesh Tatvamasi Bakyahoy Vedera Ekadesh Veder Ekadesh. It is the purpose of the Supreme Personality of Godhead to present Pranava, that is Omkara, as the reservoir of all Vedic knowledge. The words tat tvam asi are only a partial explanation of the Vedic knowledge. Now at this point, unless we're a little familiar with Advaita Vedanta, uh, we may wonder, well, what is this tat asi? Where did this come from all of a sudden? Well, it comes, uh, it's quoted from the Chandogya Upanishad. Um, if I remember, it's from the sixth chapter. And it's a very, very, very famous dialogue um, between father and son. And it's um, repeating several times this phrase, tat tvam asi, you, my son, are that. Or, and this is the big issue, you are like that. And I was happy to see, I have to spend some, it would take me some time to find it now, but I was happy to see that, as I remember, Patrick o o Ovella um, translates it as, you are like that. Whereas the Advaitins, the non-dualists, or the, including the Mayavadis, they want to make it an, uh, a simple equation you are that. And what um, Mahaprabhu is doing here is he's saying, hold on, let's, let's not jump into that so quickly. Um, why are you insisting on tatvamasi as being so important? You are... You have decided, Shankaracharya decided, and um, 
he seems to have just made this his hermeneutic principle uh, that there are in the Upanishads certain statements which he calls Mahavakyas, or we can say primary statements. Uh, it's just a handful. It's, it's only like five or six statements. Satyam jnana manantam brahma is one of them. Tattvamasi is one of them. And what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying here, uh, let's hold off on this presupposition you're making that we have to interpret everything in terms of what you're calling Mahavakyas. Let's go back to what um, we can all agree is a Mahavakya, not just of the Upanishads, but all the way back to the Rig Veda with the syllable Om. Let's make that a Mahavakya, shall we? And if we do that, then what happens? We can look at the Upanishads. We can look at the Gita Upanishad, the excuse me, the Bhagavad Gita, and there we can see uh, that the equation to be made is not uh, the Atma and the Brahman in an absolute way as you want to. The equation to be made is between Om and Brahman and Krishna. And when we do that, then what's going to be the next step? Then we can understand that it is, if we really want to understand the absolute truth, we should chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> now, this whole passage in chapter 7 of Adi Lila uh, is really, as I've said a few times before, is very much very sketchy. It's just giving uh, a few points. And then at one point, it, uh, it says mm, something like, and Lord Chaitanya gave so many more arguments, and they, and the Prakashananda and others, they, they discussed. But all of that is summarized in one verse, just to say, yes, and they discussed more, and then they were convinced. And simi it's similar in Madhyalila discussion with Sarvabhoma, a short summary, and then simply kind of jumps to say, Lord Chaitanya convinced them. Um, if we want to get a more elaborate uh, discussion, explanation from a Vaishnava perspective, well, then we can go to Jiva Goswami's Shatsandarva. And that's a big undertaking. Um, I've just gone through a course on the Tattva Sandarbha. Uh, we were going five days a week, hour and a half for, um, well, I think it was about two months, maybe it was more. And that was the Tattva Sandarbha, which is the shortest, I think, of all the Sandarbhas. Um, but for example, I have 
Uh, the tat, I have the Bhagavat Sandarva here of, which is the second in the series. And uh, there is an extensive discussion. Anucheda number 47 goes for several pages, um, but within it, it includes discussion of Om. Uh, the topic of this Anucheda is that the Lord's name, form, actions, and attributes are transcendental. So the point being argued is that mm, the name Krishna, the form of Krishna, his Leela, these are transcendental. These are not under Maya as the Mayavadis would, would claim. Um, so, and it's interesting, I found, I just happened to find that Jiva Goswami quotes from the Mandukya Karika. Now, I think it was last time that I mentioned that it's the Mandukya Karika, which is a commentary on the Mandukya Upanishad by Godapada, who is referred to by Shankara as his Paramaguru. Um, in that is the first reference we know of, of this snake rope analogy. But it's a very strongly Advaitic text. So it's interesting that Jiva Goswami quotes from the Mandukya Karika. We might think, whoa, what is he doing quoting from an Advaitic text? Well, Jiva Goswami is very inclusive. Uh, if something uh, supports uh, the Vaishnava Siddhanta, he'll take it. And here he's talking about, he's quoting about Pranava. Um, I don't know if I should try to read this. Our translators might protest. Um, it's kind of detailed also. <clears throat> um, I'll just, the last couple of, or two sentences. Om is immeasurable, unlimited, all auspicious, and the end of dualism. Only one who knows Om is to be considered a wise sage and no one else. <laughs> Amatro anantamatrascha dvaitasyo pashama shiva, shiva auspicious. Omkaro virito yena sa munir. Uh, netaraha, na itaraha, janaha. So he is a muni, a sage who knows Om. Um, so there you go. Chanting Om is uh, bona fide. <laughs> but how long will you be able to chant Om before you'll go follow?
Krishna, 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 Hari, Hari. Hari Rama, Hari Rama. Rama, Rama, Hari, Hari. We are so fortunate. Lord Chaitanya gives us the Maha Mantra, which is, we could say in one sense, an expansion or the expansion of uh, the Omkara. Now, um, I do want to get to Soumya Karani's question. Um, and for that, I'm just wondering if Soumya Karani, is it too complicated for you to stop translating and then you can shift and tell us your question or should I just, I, I'd have to look for your question. Um, you wrote it. Samyakaruni Mataji, you can just switch to English channel and we will be able to hear you. Not so, not so easy, I guess. Uh, I was trying to find your email with the question. <laughs> I uh, find it. Okay. Wait, I will. I will. Uh... We can hear you now, Mataji. We can hear you now. Oh, yeah, can you can. hear me now? Wonderful. Okay, I will just read what I uh, what I sent to Guru Maharaj. Yesterday evening, I wondered, contemplating on the question of Dira Lalita, whether Sri Shankaracharya knew about hermeneutics. He was very, very learned, so probably yes. And if mm. so, did he had other kind of hermeneutics? than those that Vaishnavas apply. Mm -hmm. Yesterday you said, it is all Krishna. He lets Shankaracharya see what he wants to see. He lets Madhavacharya see what he wants to see. And he lets Buddha see what he wants to see. Did Krishna give them all their own hermeneutics to understand what they read in scriptures? And if so, what is the use of hermeneutics when all we understand and are capable to interpret is just kind of what we want to see and understand and what Krishna led us to? Is there, is there only, is there are only one and only pure hermeneutics or, and others just, wait. Is there only one and only pure hermeneutics? And others just to know, do, and others just do not know about them. Oh. Is hermeneutics actually Krishna then? And how is it possible to conceive then? Is it possible? <laughs> okay, that's about 10 questions in one, but it's, um, it's a good, yeah, it's a big, uh, it's a challenge indeed. 
Well, let's start with whether Shankaracharya knew about hermeneutics. He certainly would not uh, be knowing that term because that comes from the Greek. Um, interpretation is certainly something he understood because he was part of a tradition of interpretation because hermeneutics just means um, interpretation and the theories of how we interpret. Um, he was um, he was within a tradition of of Vedic interpretation, we can say, which was also or which was very much concern of the Mimamsakas, the Purva Mimamsakas, where their concern was how to understand uh, the injunctions of uh, the, especially the Samhitas and the uh, ritual literature, the uh, Samhitas. They're not interested in the Upanishads. Um, that's Uttara Mimamsa, that's Vedanta. But Shankara certainly knew the um, Purva Mimamsa, let's say, way of seeing things. And to a large extent, he rejected it. Um, and this forms the basis of his argument for what the very first word of the first sutra of the Vedanta Sutra means. <laughs> Ataha. <clears throat> therefore, or now, now, therefore, Ataha and Ataha, Atato, Ataha. Atato Brahma Jignasa. So, uh, but the bigger question is indeed uh, a challenge. Like, is there some sort of absolute system? Um, are there some absolute principles of interpretation, which if everyone knew them, we would all come to the same conclusions? And I'm inclined to say possibly in previous ages, but possibly not in the age of Kali, <laughs> because we are living in the age of quarrel where we seem to find disagreement easier, much easier than we find uh, agreement. Even from the same texts, even using the same principles, and indeed, uh, I think I've mentioned that we have developed a course in Vaishnav hermeneutics. Um, we means the Shastra Advisory Council. And it's been, so to say, tested uh, with two groups of senior devotees, leaders, and it was highly appreciated. But also it's now being attacked fiercely uh, by certain devotees who feel that the whole uh, course, the whole, 
the way we've set it up and uh, the basic principles that we've chosen, they feel that it's been, in a sense, rigged uh, to lead to certain kinds of conclusions which they do not like. And specifically, and they're quite specific about it, they say from your hermeneutic system, it's too easy to come to the conclusion that it is possible for women to become gurus in ISKCON. <laughs> so most of you will know this is uh, controversial. It's probably going to go on being controversial um, for a long time to come, so don't hold your breath. Um, but it's very, it, it's, I just find it very interesting that they've sort of drawn out of our, um, our course, although we, you know, we don't, in the course, we don't say anything on this subject specifically, uh, but they say, ah, they, they smell, we say in English, they smell a rat or <laughs> uh, <laughs> a dead rat. Anyway, that's going to be an ongoing discussion. Uh, it's on the level of the GBC, and we're going to be having a meeting about it uh, with the SAC very soon. So my point is, we're in the age of Kali, so um, it's, it's very difficult. And at the same time, what we're trying to do, just broadly speaking, with this course um, is to help devotees kind of move the quality of discussion up uh, from, you know, tamagun, rajagun to at least sattvaguna. Let us be civil in our discussions. We might not agree on conclusions, but let's be civil. And let's indeed uh, have a nostra. Nuanced means uh, very careful and discriminating understanding uh, of Shastra. And so let us, if we want to make an argument, Let's make it well. Let's make uh, let's make our arguments uh, with a good foundation. That's what we're trying to say. Last time, very quickly, briefly, I rushed through, and it's already we're at the end of our time now again. Last time we went through an ex a sampling given by Baladevidya Bhushana uh, to. Um, the Purva Mimamsa system of analyzing scripture according to six features, six lakshanas um, or lingams. And we can go back to that. I, I didn't give it enough time, but he took two verses from the, I think, Shaitashvatara Upanishad about the two birds in the tree. And he showed how they uh, make very clear that there is a distinction between this, uh, the Atma 
and Brahman or Paramatma through using the system of uh, Purva Mimamsa. Um, Hare Krishna, well, that's okay. That's maybe, I hope that helps at least to begin to answer your question. So much more might be said, but that's, uh, we can, it, it will be an ongoing discussion for us as well, I hope. I hope that we can, uh, you know, tease out some more things as we go along in reading uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. We're using this especially. Yeah, there are so many comments here. Um, Vrindapati. Oh, who can chant Om? Um, <laughs> whether it's only for men. I have a theory that originally it was universally available, but that later became restricted. Yes, that seems to be the case. And what was it I was just reading? Uh, it said something about uh, that indicated it's actually open. It's for for persons to learn. If if one learns to chant Om, then you can enter into Vedic knowledge, something like that. Um, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay, I think that's a sign for us to end for the day. So thank you all very much and uh, do have a wonderful week. Keep, keep safe, keep well, keep happy, chant Hare Krishna, chant Om if you like. It's not against the rules to chant Om. Uh, Om Tat Vishnu Paramam Param Sadapa Shanti Suraya Divi Vachakshara Tatam Tat Vipra So Vipanyavo Jagriva Sa Samindate Vishnoryat Paramam Param. Okay, thank you all. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Nitai Gora Premanande Hari Hari Haribol Gurude. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Guru Maharaj. Hare Bo. Hare Krishna. 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 Hare Krishna